Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Morning, Alan. I mean, this story is a story that keeps on giving, and the more we see various um, discussions going on in Iraq, the houses of the Iraqis, and what we're reading in the reports, and what we're hearing from people like you, and including what you tweeted last night, um, it's absolutely baffling, isn't it? Yeah, look, there's an awful lot of information that came out yesterday and really from Tuesday night when we learned this or heard that there were extra barter accounts in RTE that was then disputed by the Chief Financial Officer who insisted he never lied to the Oireachtas by having telling, uh, told the committee the week before that he, uh, he there was only one barter account. And he said there were three barter companies but only one account that all fed into the same thing. And then we got the details really of what was in the barter account. I think that's what drew a lot of eyebrows. The flip-flops that you mentioned at the start there, €5,000 for flip-flops for a summer party for clients, €2,100 for balloons for the same uh, gig, personalised notebooks, €2,800 or €967 for parking for agency clients at a particular event, membership to Soho House at €2,300, that's a members club in London allegedly for, for meetings, nine grand on Aviva Stadium boxes for Harry Styles and Westlife. Uh, you know, you can go all on and on and see all sorts of different ones. There were various client lunches in places like the Shelburne and the Ivy, the Dean, uh, San Lorenzo, other places in Dublin, City Centre, and then, you know, there were other strange strange ones, uh, 99 euro for Apache pizza for a client and 4,500 euro just marked as alcohol. So when TD Senators got into all that, you can imagine there were quite a few questions at the committee. So what was asked of the committee? I watched some of it yesterday in the afternoon and uh, I was watching Marie Sherlock, actually, um, who was extremely competent, as indeed were all those who were asking the questions. Uh, they weren't holding back, were they? No, they weren't, and there was a lot of a lot of questions asked. I suppose it was described by Brendan Griffin that this was a, a slush fund, asked how people could possibly defend this sort of spending, and cited golf trips as well. You know, many thousands of euro for for golfing outings for for different clients. And I suppose what was said was that you know the commercial director Geraldine O'Leary took a lot of fire for this, but was strongly defending her position. She said, "Look, there is a cost to doing business," and she said the total cost of all of these transactions that went through the barter account over ten years was one point six million, and in that time. RTE to the commercial side brought in at 1.6 billion euros. So you're looking at you know one one thousandth of the, the the outlay basically for what the commercial revenue was brought in. She defended the World Cup spend when they spent 111,000 euros to bring six clients uh, to the Rugby World Cup in Japan, and she said by contrast those clients spent a cumulative 38 million euro with RTE the prior year. Uh, she also had quite a bit of fire at the committee. There was some testy exchanges with Imelda Monster, the Sinn Féin TD, who said that basically she was using this account for a jolly for her and clients and bringing her husband to different things and she, she took real issue with that, said that she didn't know was her position tenable because of the, the scrutiny and the erroneous reporting and, and social media posts about her and her family, which she said had damaged her mental health and it's something she would be considering now, despite she is due to retire in eight weeks anyway. She's coming to the end of her term in, in RTE, but said that the, the level of personalised attacks was, uh, was not called for. Right, golf. I want to talk to you about golf. €80,000 spent over the years in golf outings. Yeah, and including some of them, €7,000 on a golf outing for clients, including buying them jackets and golf balls. Like, there's, a, there's that's sort of repeated over a number of different entries into this account. Um, and 
you know, you can make an argument that there is a, a cost of doing business to commercial ventures. I think we all know that. And anyone who works in that field will tell you, you do have to do a little bit of schmoozing. You have to bring, you know, bring people for lunch. You have to build relationships. You have to do all that sort of stuff. It's not necessarily black and white on the figures. But it just does seem that some of these accounts, including the golf side, were excessive. The Rugby World Cup side of thing was excessive. And that when you look at some of the other gigs and the things that they were putting on, I mean, the, the one that's annoying a lot of people is that summer party for clients, you know, with the five grand for flip-flops and two grand for balloons, when, you know, I, I think RT staff quite often have to pay for their own Christmas party. So they're not the ones benefiting out of this. And there's a lot of figures that just say, right, okay, there's an element of cost of doing business here, but also there's excessive too. Marie Sherlock, I referred to her because I actually saw most of her exchange yesterday and uh, Senator Malcolm Byrne was also quite active at uh, the situation in the situation yesterday. But the question she posed is just who is in control at RTE? Was that question answered? Not really. And I could, you know, you kind of see by particularly through Matthew McGrath's questioning when McGrath was throwing out you know, some of them, some of them decent questions, some of them a bit spurious. Um, and no one was really picking them up. Now, he wasn't directing them to any one person, but it was just kind of a collective looking around at each other going, does anyone know that? Or does anyone want to take that? And I, I think we saw quite a bit. What we did learn, and let's not forget, right, this is all tangential really to the main issue that we're talking about, which is the hidden payments to Ryan Tuberty totaling €150,000 going through this barter account. What brought this barter account into the light? And the only clarity, I guess, we got was 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 still make things not very clear. It was from the former chief financial officer Bridget O'Keefe, who appeared for the first time yesterday. She was the one who started the contract negotiations with Tuberty before leaving the organisation in March of 2020. And she said when the when she left the organisation, so tagging at March 2020, a month before this underwriting of the deal with Renault was agreed, that her, that the uh, commercial officer, that the director general at the time, D4, was all of one mind. Orty was not going to underwrite this money. Was not going to leave itself on the potential for a cost of 75 grand a year later on in the contract. So we we know that now, and that's consistent with the other testimony from different executives. The question is, what changed between then and a month later when D Forbes gave a verbal commitment to do that? And that is something we still haven't answered, and obviously we haven't heard from Ms Forbes because she's ill at the moment. Right, before we round off, the situation with Ryan Tuberty, what's the, what, what is the, the latest on that? Uh, he is continuing to be paid by all accounts, is that right? I think so, although I have seen some contrary reporting or some clarification to that. Uh, basically, a very weird situation where his contract expired in May. Not so unusual, you would think, normally, because he had a contract for doing TV and radio and he decided to stop doing the TV element of it. They had started negotiations on a radio-only contract and then this whole thing emerged and blew up. So there is actually no written contract with Ryan Tuberty at the moment. There is sort of a verbal agreement in place, so we think he is still being paid. Or do you have confirmed he's going to be... Uh, well, they said he's off air for editorial reasons pending the investigations. Our understanding of that means he's not going to be back on air anytime soon, really, until probably into the new year when that review is completed. And Ryan Tuberty and his agent very significantly have agreed to become before Rockdust committees next week. So they will come. We don't know yet. Will it be both the media committee and PAC next Wednesday, Thursday? Um, but they're going to get their chance to give quite a bit more information and it will be really interesting to see what they have to say. Okay, so is that what happens next or is there anything happening today on this? 
Yes, today uh, at about 11, about 45 minutes, incoming Director General Kevin Backhurst of uh, RTE and Shinya Raleigh, the Chair of the Board, are going to meet with the Media Minister at her department to discuss all of this, discuss the review, the change of culture and all the drip feeder information that's come out in the last while. I'm sure reconstitution of the Board, whether or not the Executive will still be in place, that is going to be discussed because Shinya Raleigh went right up to the line of saying she had no confidence in the Executive without fully going there yesterday and Kevin Backhurst has already made it clear he's going to change things up when he takes office on Monday. Talk about a baptism of fire taking in. Today also PAC is meeting. They're going to meet in private session to discuss their next moves which will probably include inviting Ryan Tuberty in and then the other bit that's going to happen in the next seven days is the forensic auditor is going to go into RTE next week. Initially that wasn't due to happen until August while Cabinet did a tendering process. Now that's been brought forward given what we've heard in the last 24 hours. And finally, uh, Sean, I've commented in from Deirdre, who's listening to us at the moment. She says she feels so shortchanged after paying out €300 Euro for tickets for Toy Show, the musical, after putting away money every week to hear that there were so many free tickets given out. And she said it was a very amateur performance for that price. So, so disappointed, says Deirdre. That's a sort of a, an interesting comment to get in on the telephone line this morning in relation to that. And I can feel for Deirdre and her family can you yeah no 100% especially you know like typically probably a lot of people only afford to go to one thing be it the panto or a Christmas show or something like that and it's, it's, it's always like I remember going to the panto and Ross myself every Christmas you know our nan would take us and it's always like a really fun day out so when you see something like that happen, from what I understand a lot of the the shows weren't even close to sold out. We learned yesterday the figures that were involved. They had 2.7 euro, million euros to put on this production, um, which a lot of people in the arts community are saying, how, how much could they do with that money? They run things on a much tighter shoestring. And that ultimately it made a loss of 2.2 million euro. Only 11,000 tickets were sold and then 9,000 tickets were given away free to competitions or gifts or, or, or whatever else. So yeah. it took undoubtedly, I can't speak to the quality of the show itself, um, undoubtedly it was a commercial disaster um, and something, but something that Rory Coveney, the director of strategy at RTE did defend, he said, look, we need new commercial revenues. We need to be able to try things and try things out. And I do agree with that actually, that media organisations should try new creative things. But when it lost, so much money at a time when the arts community was already struggling, when tickets were, I think, started at 45 euro each in a time of cost of living. Very expensive, right. ultimately failure commercially for OG. Thank you, Sean, for your in-depth analysis of this. A story, no doubt, that you and I will be talking about over the coming days again. Thank you for taking our call this morning. Good morning to you. Thanks, Alan. Cheers. That was our political correspondent, Sean Defoe. Now let's get an immediate reaction to what we've just heard there. And the thoughts of independent councillor in the newly uh, elected uh, Lask Cahirlock uh, of the Enniscorthy district, uh, Jack Rose. Good morning to you, Jack, sir. Good morning, Alan. Good morning to your listeners. Congratulations to John O'Rourke. He's a new chair, isn't he? And we'll He's get a, a chance chair. to talk to him maybe first on Monday. In, yeah, first time in 30 years he got chairman. Well, we wish him the very best. Look, might get a chance yeah, to talk to him. Look to him. Yeah, two, yep. There's two independents. I don't think two independents was ever chairman and vice chairman of any council in his county, as far as I know, on And But that's the way yeah. it's gone. All right, you, you, yeah. you've been listening to Sean Defoe, you've been watching the Rockdus, um, what's been going on there, you've been reading the newspapers, listening to the news, uh, and you put up on your own social media outlet yesterday a very strong post in relation to the TV licence. What did you say there, Jackster, please? Well, let me put it this way to you, Alan. Right. I, I even put a poll up on the programme, should you give the licence free? Because it should get the licence free. You look at this flip-flop, you look at this 
parties and you look at this breakfast and these dinners and World Cups and all. People are struggling today, Alan, to put food on the table, heat their home, put a roof over their head, pay the bills. And this is going on. And then they got a rise on, on, on the television licence, putting on the poor mouth. This is not good enough. We have one person on the committee, part of RT, didn't know what he was getting away. A year of salary, didn't even know his salary. He knew he got a car for 25000 but he didn't know what the salary was. He think it was 200000 He wasn't 100% sure. Now, are they asking the people to believe this? Don't know what they're getting. Yeah. It's unreal what's going on, Alan. Give back, give the people a free license, television license, because it's people today, and I speak to them, getting stamps every day to pay for their license. Right in the post office. What are people saying to you on the streets of Enniscorthy? People are saying to me on the street, it's a naturally scandalous, nice disgrace, and what's going on, and that is to be honest about. It. If you look at the Rockets, this board don't even know what's happening in RTE, as far as I can see. No one seems to have questions. This is three weeks now, right? I, I don't know whether it's going to happen to this or not. But what I will say to you, it's a really scandalous. Whether Ryan Tilbury knew this about when he was on the late, sh- late, late show, and that's why he left, I don't know. And now we're bringing in another person on the late, late show who's getting 4000 an hour, to be honest about it. 8000 for two hours of Friday night. And people are trying to struggle here, trying to put food and everything on the set on the table. This is unreal in RTE. I, I personally believe the license should be given free, right? They, ha- they must have millions and millions of pounds because they're squandered everywhere. So you're you're making a call that the TV license for just this year or going forward? TV, going forward, the TV license should be free for every person, for the people of Ireland today. Because I mentioned we're clients of RTA2 as a paying our television license. Mm-hmm. We're clients too. We're paying our television license. We're the same clients. We're not clients that go to parties ranting or go to the World Cups ranting, but we're clients too. I'm sure, to be fair to Ryan Tuberley, he has uh, just re- read one report in the, in the paper today, which is a little bit worrying as well. It says uh, concerns have been raised by, this is in the Irish Daily Mail, who believes that the presenter is in a bad place amid the ongoing payments scandal saga. And to be fair to him, he has to be given the right, uh, and by all accounts, he's, going to, he's asked for the, the, the right to, to air his views. Do you, do you believe that he should be given that opportunity to explain? His view. He should of be definitely given. I don't yeah. know Ryan Tubber. Never met him in my lifetime. Well, I, I, have, I don't know I the man. Him. I have never met him. Right. Mm. I don't know about the man. Mm. I know he was good on RTE, and I more than that on literature was good. I don't know him. Bring him in and let him explain what the situation was. Did he know he got seventy five thousand extra the whole time? Because I know for a minute, Alan, you have a bank accountant, and I suppose if someone put seventy five thousand in it, you know it's in it. Mm. The only man extra you said, where'd this come out? Well, I have met him. He's a very affable man, and I'm sure there's lots of people from Wexford have met him too at the Late Late Show. And to be fair, it'll be very interesting, as Sean Defoe there, to hear what he has to say. And I, I mean, the, you go out, you try and get the best deal you can for you and your family. He obviously was negotiating that. So there, there's two sides to every story, would you agree, Jack, sir? And he should be I heard. agree with that. And I would love to hear his, his side of the story. Yeah. yeah. I would like to hear one, because everyone's talking about him, and I don't know until he come in and sit down and then explain what happened. Yeah. Right, but when you have a member of the board, high odd member of the board, don't know much he's getting paid, Alan. There's something wrong there. 
Yeah, and when you hear money being spent, spent over five thousand euro on flip flops, that that, that could, uh, for uh, people uh, that put to the pin in their collar, yeah. That's no, that really shook the barrel altogether, right? Uh, oh, okay. Now this man, this man knew he got twenty five thousand euros for a new car, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't know what the salary was. Now you're working in, you're working in Salisbury. You know what your salary is. We all know what our salary is. We all know what our salary is. This man, he must be getting so much money, he don't know what he has. I think it's ridiculous. Now, and it, we'll wait and see where Ryan Tobley come in and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, I can't anyway, speak about the man. Any, anyway, the Jack, your call, I'm going to throw it out to the morning mix listeners to see do they agree or disagree with you. you. You say going forward the licence should be scrapped. Is that what you're saying? Scrap the licence should be scrapped for right. the people of Ireland. Okay. Okay. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views.